I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Welcome back to Wrestle Me. Wrestle Me, Mark. Episode 10, Wrestle Me, Peter. Uh, I didn't think we'd get here, to be honest. No. We, I, but we did. I know. I didn't think we'd get here when I started watching, uh, like, WrestleMania 5, and it was 17 <laughs> matches. And I thought, do you know what? We're not actually going to get the time <laughs> no, to watch all this. How are we going to do this? Oh, it goes on and on and on. But it's not actually boring. I quite enjoyed it. I enjoyed WrestleMania 5 after the um, slight misstep. Maybe it's just because they... Just a because. Just, just because. because they put um, more seats in for this one because uh, yeah. the, the Trump Plaza hotel casino thing yeah. there seem to be a lot more people in this I room I think maybe as well it's sort of become a bit more mainstream entertainment so yeah. people are just more into it I people, don't know the people at the top seem to think that they had a responsibility as someone yeah. <laughs> rather than just doing whatever the hell yeah. they bloody wanted actually I think about it like eight, 1988 which is the year before is really where they start ramping up the merchandise. So you yes. probably see lots more pictures of Hulk Hogan. So it's exciting to see him. There's a lot more Hulkamaniacs in the... A lot more uh, yellow-vested Hulkamaniacs in the, in, the, uh, in the crowd. Yeah, so. and uh, I noticed there's like, a lot of middle-aged men who are presumably the kids, and it's a really weird thing of, like, 1989 America. Everybody is wearing, like, a work suit so it's like a work shirt so it's yeah. like sort of always, it's always white grey or blue yeah and that's all that men wore in 1989 <laughs> and if you wanted to be snazzy you grew a tash yes that's it exactly no other Magnum. way around it um well we're going to start uh, this show we, we ended with a slightly uh, maudlin uh, um kind of chat about uh, jesse uh, ventura fucking grace jones <laughs> that was not maudlin that was magical as you well know uh, but we talked a little bit about the blue blazer and stuff and his uh, sad sad death but uh, we're going to kick off with something a little bit more whimsical um um, inexplicably, in the middle of all his wrestling, Mark, there's a charity fun run going on. Yep, that's right. That's yep. never explained. No, nope. and no why... wrestlers are taking part in. No actual wrestlers. <laughs> one wrestler is taking part. One. Mark. Well, one you say wrestler. <laughs> one. One man. One man who's on the payroll of a wrestling company. Uh, that's right. Is... <laughs> Introduced by Alfred Hayes, who who says so exactly. Nothing better, <laughs> Mr. Fuji, bad at doing anything. Lord Alfred Hayes, bad at doing anything. Two rank amateurs interacting. They thought, right, how can we make this brilliant? Yeah, put them both together. I think it's that thing of going, yeah, we've got to put this big show on for everyone. But guys in the back room, let's have a little something for us. <laughs> <laughs> right. Looks something for Daddy. We're going to put 
Lord Alfred Hayes and Mr. Fuji together, they're going, you can't. We can. This we is can't. like on, this is like Andre versus like, <laughs> yeah. two. It's the dream match, <laughs> but on the flip side. And uh, annoyingly, it's what the world is coming to, Mark. Annoyingly, the concept of it is bad. And somehow, because the concept is bad, yeah. they don't ruin it. No, they can't ruin it. It's no. impossible. Mr. Food, there's a charity fun run. Mm. There's a lot of people actually doing a pro- what seems to be a proper, yep. legitimate charity fun run. They look whatever the hell it is. Like they, runners yeah, and athletes. Like runners. And, and Mr. Fuji is dressed like Mr. Fuji. Is yep. knockoff, um, is knockoff James Bond character. Yeah, character. oddball. Oh, <laughs> and he runs the race. Uh, he gives himself a, a I few... I should say, uh, it's odd job. I just, I'm aware that I've made some mistakes in the earlier episodes. <laughs> and I'm not, and I said oddball there as a joke. And I thought, someone will go, it's odd job. And I know it's odd job. And I know actually. Mark, you're involved in the James Bond podcast, I, mate. I know, I know. And I got that Tori Tanaka story so wrong. <laughs> Did you? So massively oh, well, wrong. Never yeah. mind. I hope, I hope it's. Um, I, I, hope, I hope it's all a dream. <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, Mr. Fuji um, operated a training gym. Did he? It, later in life. What, what, what for? was he training? <laughs> it's like Lord Harvard Hayes starting a, like a talent agency <laughs> or something. Or, a, or a, to read an a wrestling interview at school. <laughs> <laughs> He's a. Oh, Fuji comes out and they've got this terrible thing about going, you're, go- you're going to take part, aren't you, Mr. Fuji? In That's a really good impression of uh, Fuji, Lord Harvard Hayes. Go and take part in the. <laughs> Running! Hello! I hardly opened my mouth in I'm any of these interviews. Tense! Very tense! <laughs> and Fuji, he says something indecipherable. <laughs> Absolutely no help at all. And the best thing about it is he goes on too long. Yeah. And he just, I can't work out what he says. And Alfred nods. And at the end, Alfred goes, I'm going to make a judgment call here. Gonna ask him another question. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, has this gone on too long? We're about to start the race. Yep. The WWE have managed to shoehorn themselves into this situation. Yep. Is this allowed? And, and then, then Fuji oh. drones on. And then there's this sort of, you know, he, he has to do a jog in front and he cheats <laughs> by going off before the whistle, gets about two metres ahead of everyone else. <laughs> and then they run past and then you meet him at the end. Yeah. And normally you'd meet him at the end and you'd go, you finish suspiciously quickly. Yeah, and, and, and the taxi driver will wave at him or something. It's never... You're the, great, the, you're the greatest the, booker this company's ever no had. There's no gag. There's no, no gag. gag there. They go, how was it? He goes, yeah, it's good. You know, it's actually sort of difficult. And, and he's not been running. He's not <laughs> broken a sweat. And he, and he breaks a sweat normally when he's standing there. And uh, Alfred sort of goes, how was it? And he goes, yeah, it was really good, actually. Yeah, I had a, a really good uh, run. And he goes, oh, well, well done you. Well done. That's really... What are we doing? <laughs> What are we doing? We know Lord, what the joke is. Lord the joke Alfred is, Hayes, Lord Alfred oh. Hayes. What I like about it, their, their purgatory was that they would have to have stood, <laughs> <laughs> driven actually to the, the finish line and wait until all the, you know, I, until I, it all finished. It, it takes place on the Atlantic City Boardwalk. <laughs> they will have had somewhere that served beer there. <laughs> the two of them would have been having a wonderful time. <laughs> uh, although, uh, Christ knows, uh, if, if Fuji ordered, you're not going to get the right order. If Alfred Hayes orders, you're not going to get the right order. No, seeing, uh, seeing Alfred Hayes in... Um, sunlight uh-huh. is interesting because his hair dye uh, kind of it's three different colours it's like the tail end of a raccoon like a, like a, or a red fox or something I don't know like a, it a, probably a red, is a red that. panda you know like a red yes. panda's tail it's like black and white and red it's all different colours and where he's got hot in the sun <laughs> it's turned a bit black and it, it can it's clearly staining his, his head oh, I should wonderful. imagine it is probably something illegal it's got everything it's a toupee that's like an endangered animal that you could get in the 80s I'm wearing a bounder on my head. Good, well, well done. Put him on telly. <laughs> uh, but the main warm-up for the next match is uh, Run DMC, inexplicably. Do you know, I-, I can only think that they were booked 
to do <laughs> America the Beautiful, and everyone was too panicky about whether they were going to turn it political. Yes. Because they're right. the big musical act here. Yeah. And I don't they, know, yeah, I don't know why they didn't open it. No. Very I think, strange. I think they must have just been too controversial at the time. Well, I don't, well, no, but they, they wrote, uh, they seemed to do a, uh, I think they did a song about wrestling, didn't they? Well, it's called WrestleMania Rap. <laughs> you say rope, Pete. Um, <laughs> have you got the lyrics there? Say ho, say ho, oh, ho, ho. Oh. Scream, say mania, say wrestle, say mania, it don't stop. Ladies and gentlemen, run DMC live. <laughs> A lot of it is, it sounds like it could be a generic thing they do, and... <laughs> they just added the word wrestle and mania. Once or twice. Yeah. Yeah, they've thrown it in. There's a weird thing where you suddenly see Donald Trump sitting in front, in that front row, when mm. Run DMC are performing around him. <laughs> and I was thinking, there's a strange set of circumstances <laughs> that you probably will never see again. If you're going to pick out who was going to be the president, you'd probably go with Jamaster J. Oh, absolutely, 100%. 100%. Jamaster J is wearing a necklace that's thicker than Hercules' chain. <laughs> is he? It's really thick, as I want really thick. Really good if Haku would come out and broken the keyboard <laughs> over his head. Um, they are much, much louder in the ring than the reception they get. Run DMC are actually a sort of like, quite a bold booking mm. at that time. I mean, that's well, a like you said, the, the Salt and Pepper had a bit of trouble um, when they yeah, played. Yeah, yeah. There's there, there's been a bit of a, a history of, especially when they go to the Southern States. You mm. know, some of the some of the sort of black music doesn't go down very well. Mm. Um, but this is a strange one. It's uh, it's it's just in the wrong place. Mm. And the other thing is the WWE or WWF. They don't really support it. They don't give it the support it needs. No. So Gorilla, he just comes back and he says, he says like he's like praising it, he goes, <laughs> a little bit of that went a long way with me. <laughs> <laughs> I would have preferred a little bit of that as the subsection yes, rather than all yeah. of it. I, I, can, I can stomach almost none of that. <laughs> 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 Wonderful stuff, guys. They're just talking. They're just talking. <laughs> and then yeah. we get more Fuji. Fuji with his top off. I've with never seen that off. before. It's not what you imagine, is it? I was expecting... Because ah, there are wrestlers with his physique, yeah. I've noticed. Yeah. Like ch like uh, chubby chubby chaps. Yes. And yeah. he's quite... He's, he's chubby, but... Solid, like a rock. Yeah, he looks too like solid. A stone. If my dad took his top off, I'd go, that's not as solid as Mr Fuji looks. <laughs> yeah. Maybe it's because he's just a bit more tanned. I, don't, I can't figure it out. Yeah. But yeah, he's a, he's, a, he's a chunky old chap. It's Mr Fuji in the Powers of Pain versus mm. uh, WWF Tag Team Champions Demolition. Um... This is the only uh, pay-per-view match that Mr. Fuji ever has. Is that right? Yeah. I is... hate Demolition. They're rubbish. I don't like them at all. Do you not? <laughs> I just don't like them. Oh, I like Demolition. I think they look properly iconic. <laughs> I think they look really good. And th what's weird about this match is this is the Road Warriors, who are the big famous tag team of the 80s, right. two big painted, really strong mm. guys who don't sell for anyone. Mm. This is uh, a match between the two main knockoffs of them. Right. Demolition Steeler Act, the Powers of Pain, who have a, a, a feud with them in NWA in the years before this, they steal their act as well. Yes. So you've got the two premier tribute acts, the Road Warriors, having a match here. <laughs> um, uh, the, the, the Warlord and the Barbarian are the Powers of Pain. The Barbarian, not a bad wrestler. He's All right, pretty I, good. I, I think it's Warlord I didn't like. More Warlord, than Warlord is... Warlord look, doesn't look very good. A Warlord is... A, he was uh, clearly on steroids uh, throughout <laughs> much of his career, especially yeah. when he had a solo career. Right. Um, he, his career ended in about 1996 when he got rear-ended by a Pizza Hut van. <laughs> hurt his back. But he came back after trying to get an insurance payout or getting an insurance payout. Um, he came back as a bodyguard to people like 50 Cent. Oh, he right. is Dave Batista's best wrestler of all time. Really? He is, Dave Batista is the only person who's ever said, my favourite wrestler of all time is the Warlord. <laughs> <laughs> no one's ever said it. Ever. <laughs> he is, 
appalling. <laughs> He's so bad. And yet Dave Batista's like, ah, oh, that guy is great. Why is he good? And he was like, oh, because he looked so good. Well, <laughs> a bit more to it than that, Dave. No, like Dave's all right, isn't he? Dave's, Dave, Dave can be great. He's had some. He's had some gr- periods in his career where he has been. Fantastic. He also looks really good. Yeah, he looks great. I've, I've interviewed him before and he's just a... I could just... He's so did he, well... Did so, he pick you up and, and hug you? He, he <laughs> and say it'll be all right. He didn't. No, I'd, love, I'd love that. But he's a gigantic man and like I mentioned the um, when we went to the uh, Ribera Steakhouse. Mm. He was like, oh, I can't believe you knew that. Ah. And he was like really impressed with my basic wrestling right. knowledge. I saw a, um, a wrestler I'd not heard of the other day uh, outside a... Of the Ribera wearing one of those satin jackets, ah. and my first thought was, "Absolute cow! <laughs> <laughs> how did I? How did we go there and not manage to swing a Ribera Steakhouse jacket?" I know. If I if I sort of if you wore me like some extra heft, we could, could dress you up as Jimmy rest- Hart. <laughs> yes. right? he's the one guy I think. Yeah, he's the only guy in wrestling yeah. that I look like. Yeah. Like I, if CM Punk was a manager. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> oh, no. Well, actually, we, stone. we could try and swing the CM Punk thing, but he's almost... That would cause us problems in some way. I want that satin jacket so badly. We'll get you one. Look, if... You know if what I'm going to have to do? I'm going to have to become a wrestler for three years. <laughs> and I'm going to have to do a Japan tour, and it's only to get the jacket. And the minute <laughs> I get that jacket on, I'm like, laters, I'm not doing this anymore. <laughs> I'm, I'm going back to my job as a writer of radio features. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> I met, um, <laughs> you're currently at the moment, um, the producer of the AIM and uh, Holmes Talk Spot Show. The executive producer <laughs> Sorry, the of executive the AIM and producer. Holmes uh, Talk Radio Show. And, and then he joined New Japan Pro Wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> he had to three, take on Taka. Three awful years. <laughs> embarrassing years. <laughs> and the last time anyone saw him, weirdly, I mean, we saw him in the Ribera Steakhouse, and no one knows what's happened to him. I'll tell you where I am, mate. I'm at home, wearing my Ribera, my Ribera jacket, <laughs> and my life is good. I brought a crob and just opened the cupboard the way they keep the man off. <laughs> That's a much easier thing than me training and going to be Japan for three years as a wrestler. Let's just nick them. I wouldn't, me- I wouldn't mess with anyone in that bloody place. There was a guy eating two sticks. I know. Like, and he was like, the size of me, tiny little chap. You're well, just piling through two sticks. You don't get a lot of steak over there, do you? No. So maybe well, you, you get know. the best steak. You get the lovely oh, oily wagyu. Oh, it God, was, I love wagyu but stuff. you know, and I remember it being. It wasn't like the cheapest meal. It was delicious. It wasn't cheap, but <laughs> they could easily raise their <laughs> average income if they would sell me a Ribera jacket. <laughs> Just over cost. <laughs> I think that wrestlers, um, you can just go back and get as many as you want because um, Batista definitely said that he's had, he had more than one. I'm fairly certain that's the case. Get and me Batista's number. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember what it was. Oh, it was Guardians, wasn't it? He was doing Guardians before he did. Oh, uh, Guardians, eh? <laughs> oh, what we call it in the trade? <laughs> I call it G2. <laughs> <laughs> I call it the G2 experience. But yeah. Man. Um, uh, after this matter, it was uh, Mr. Fuji and the salt. I wanted to ask you about the salt. What's that? Yeah, he What's used. To, he, he used to, a lot of the Japanese wrestlers used to carry salt as the right. ceremonial thing, like you do in sumo, oh, where you throw the salt right. on the ring as a purification rite. Yes, I think it is. Okay. So they always used to use it that he would have salt that he would throw in. Yeah, the wrestlers man, this eyes. man from Hawaii. Yeah. There's a strange fact about this match, which has come up recently in the last year, which mm. is all seven people who are involved in this match are involved in a case which is uh, suing the WWE. Oh. Um, it's a, a, a suit that was filed in Connecticut where 53 former wrestlers, many of whom had WWE experience, they've said that the company didn't uh, uh, publicise a link between the time they spent in the ring Mm. and the increased likelihood of them getting CTE, which is a a progressive degenerative brain disease. Right. Um, It was shown in some of the autopsies of Chris Benoit, 
and Andrew Martin, who was a wrestler called Test, mm. who died, uh, I think, of steroid abuse. And the there have been so few wrestlers who they've been able to analyse the brains of, yeah. it, certainly of modern times, um, that this notable CTE thing, degeneration, both of them had, they've begun saying, right, this is a, a thing that's unique to contact sports. Yeah. It's happened in, in American NFL. football, mm. yeah, NFL. And so there's this big class action. Uh, against WWE. Against WWE. Ah. Now, d- WWE have always said that this class action is is not, you know, it, it has no validity. Mm. They've said that the the chap who brings the case, who's a an attorney, he's, has he's previously got a lot of them, brought he, yeah. cases against WWE for all mm. manner of things. Um, the rulings so far have generally favoured WWE. There are also a number of people on this who have wrestled for you know, 30 years and mm. spent two years in WWE yep. who are now saying there's this. So it, it, it's an untested thing, but this is the reason. All seven of these people, because the, the family of Mr. Fuji have also joined the class action. Yes. Um, all uh, seven of these people, with the exception of Mr. Fuji, have been kept out of the Hall of Fame mm. as a result. Oh, so no demolition in the Hall of Fame, right. no powers of pain. Um, Mr. Fuji is there. He went in before his death. Mm. Post-death, he's been added to this uh, this this class uh, action. Class action. Ah, so it's a sad thing in a way because they are they will become a sort of missing generation. I think the problem is if you sue WWE in what's seen as being a spurious case, they aren't going to be able to you know greet you with open arms. I mean, I guess if you sue them in any for any reason, they yeah. would no be adding you to the Hall of no, Fame. They're not over keen. They're not <laughs> over keen. Um, uh, and, and 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 let's go. Let's let's get more into. Let's go away from the boring legal stuff. Yeah. Go into the exciting world of murders. <laughs> well, um, Macho Man Randy Savage. There's a VT of Macho Man Randy Savage uh, before That's we get true. to the murders. Yeah. Yeah. Um, in real life, a possessive, abusive husband. <laughs> there's a clip of him in his dressing room smashing the shit out of the dressing room and screaming. Yeah. That didn't look nice. No. That didn't look good. That didn't look no. great, did it? I t- all through this, whenever you see Randy Savage, <laughs> you go, good God, he's really got this character nailed. He's so dedicated to it. He's really sort of frightening and wired and jittery. And then you begin going, maybe the times <laughs> when he's not like this is the act. Because <laughs> this is pretty convincing. It's, uh, he, he is great. That's constant staring. He yeah. moves his head like a bird all the time. <laughs> he's like flicking it. It's, oh, it slightly freaks me out. He, jeez. And then we get to the match, uh, ninth match, so we're about ugh, halfway through. It's Dino Bravo. Um, With Frenchie Martin. Frenchie Martin. Versus... Frenchie Martin's back. Frenchie Martin's back. <laughs> Frenchie Martin's back. <laughs> and he's still doing nothing. Um, and Ruggedy, uh, versus Rugged Ronnie Garvin. Yeah. Um, Ronnie Garvin sounds like a man who sells fish in a pub. Well, well, Is well, Ronnie uh, Garvin in? <laughs> yeah, Ron Garvin. Off some place. He's, um, he came from the NWA uh, in 87. He right. was he, having matches with Ric Flair. He'd won the NWA Championship. Okay. Bit of a surprise. He was always a journeyman wrestler. Mm. But he never manages to replicate that success. They bring him mm. into WWE really to stop NWA having him and um, he's put with Dino Bravo and Greg Valentine really boring guys he's not mm. a great exciting wrestler mm. this match is a boring but before it gets boring they bring in Superfly Jimmy Snooker yeah and that point do you know when <clears throat> I, again I, I'm on this podcast because I don't know anything about, about wrestling mm. you know a, a fair whack um it kind of reminded me of that kind of mania. Do you remember when the Hardy Boys came back last year? Yes. And there was that... Is it Who were the fellas that um, kind of get the crowd going? The New Day. New Day. And there's that kind of palpable kind of three seconds after the guy with the cowboy hat takes his cowboy hat off and then the logos appear. Yeah. And then the Hardy Boys appear. Yeah. And it's like... 
all of the men of a certain age go, Oh, God, I'm losing my fucking mind! <laughs> I'm so excited! And when Jimmy Snooker rocks up, it's kind of like, everyone getting excited just kind of reminds me of why these events are fun, because nobody knows what's going to happen next. No. And it's almost the introduction of these wrestlers are more exciting than actually what goes on A hundred percent. You can look at that WrestleMania where they bring the Hardy Boys back, where yes. everyone loses their shit. Yeah, incredible. Look incredible. at them now. I mean, you know, what is it, just a year on? I mean, I mean, they're lost in the shuffle. It's, yeah. it's Mad, the, isn't it? Everyone likes the return in wrestling, mm. but then the reality of having to watch them day in, day out, you know, yeah, <laughs> take it or leave it. He's been ten years um, older than he was last time. This is a strange match because you're watching it, it within it you've got a man who murdered someone <laughs> a man who was murdered and rugged ronnie garvin <laughs> really yeah. hang on so so dino bravo was murdered he was yeah he was he was killed in 1993 right um he was shot a number of times i think uh, 17 times when he was sitting watching uh, hockey at his home in quebec right um, at this time he's left the wwf mm. and it was in a, within a year he's dead he was supposed to be involved with the illegal cigarette smuggling trade that's in right yes they've got, got funny sort of border payments okay so you can smuggle them in and he was believed to have been part of that part of the reason he was so successful at it according to um, Rick Martel who was also on this Wrestlemania was that he who was also from Quebec was that because he was a former WWF star he was quite famous and so people were excited to meet him right. and then buy illegal cigarettes off him ah. you know so he was running this thing <laughs> the problem is illegal cigarettes such an unsexy product isn't it it is it was like boot, bootleg and hooch or the, the funny drugs. thing is the funny thing is the cigarette tax I, I once looked at this about how much it is and <laughs> you go I can understand why Dino was doing this you right know, okay it's a, it's a huge amount of money to be made <laughs> I should stress, if I ever go to America and Canada again, I'm not saying I'm going to be bootlegging cigarettes. He might be. I could do. And <laughs> Why didn't um, they have a character uh, or a tag team, the Martel Cartel? <laughs> you, can have that. you are still. See, you, are, you are becoming an I excellent becoming. booker. It's very exciting. <laughs> so, D uh, Dino Bravo, uh, basically, because he was using his fame and people were, were keen to sort of, you know, they were happier to deal with him than shadowy people they'd not yes, heard of. Okay. Uh, apparently, he was encroaching on some, some territory that was run by the Mafia. Wow. That was the thing that led to his murder. I mean, you've got to go somewhere to be shot by someone, isn't it? Yeah, haven't you? Haven't you? Well, I, I hope so. Easy. <laughs> the things I've done. Yeah. Um, I hope it wasn't over this match. <laughs> Dino Bravo could do uh, with a forking up, I'd say. Uh -huh. He looks like a sausage that's just about to burst. <sighs> he does. It's like if you went, if you were cooking sausages and there was a sausage at the point uh, yeah. that had Dino Bravo's skin, yeah. it's so taut. Really like is. Like it's going to pop at any moment. Give it a, give it a forking. The, the, the weirdest thing is he's there until about 92, mm. possibly early 93 every year he gets bigger he just swells like a boil it's horrible it's so he's he actually painful to look at it is he looks like a sort of man rhino <laughs> uh, makes me feel Gorilla at one point says the crowd are in awe. They're not in awe, Gorilla. <laughs> They're bored out of their fucking heads. They really are. And this the, is the Garmin stomp uh, at the end yeah. is the, probably the worst thing I've seen in wrestling inside yeah. the ring. I think this this yeah. this run of watching these wrestlers. Yeah. I, I, I I can agree with that. He does a that. rubbish stamp and he stamps. He does like a three sixty round the body. Yeah. So he chooses absolute dog shit. Yeah, knee to ankle to again. The basic <laughs> thing about wrestling and and this is where you see the changes is. It's always got to look like people are trying to win a fight. <laughs> and some of the things they're using in this, if you were in a fight and you tried, someone would break your face. <laughs> so it's always a shame when you see silly moves like that. Funnily, Randy Orton started using the Garvin Stomp for a little while. Yeah. Uh, but doing it with a bit more in, sort of intensity. And it didn't not work, but it wasn't very good. <laughs> well, it wasn't. didn't everybody laugh at um, uh, The Rock when he started? Is it the people's elbow? Yes. Like, that was a bit of a hawky kind of yeah. stupid move, but, yeah. like, it, I mean, it I mean, got some, really popular. Some would say, had Ronnie Garvin had 
10% of the charisma of The Rock, <laughs> that move would have been the most exciting thing you've ever seen. But, I mean, he didn't, so... <laughs> he had a lot of fish to sell. <laughs> the illegal fish industry. Tenth match, we get the Brain Busters versus Strike Force. Uh, yeah. The Brain Busters are Arn, Arn Anderson and Tully Blanchard, two of the greatest wrestlers of the 80s. We've spoken about Arn Anderson. Yeah. Oh, have we? I can't remember, but I remember watching some wrestling and Arn Anderson is one of my favourites because he looks like a dad. Yes. This is the first WrestleMania that Arn Anderson's in. Right. As I, as I recall. Yes. So it will be the, should be the first, be the first time, time, time he talks about Who knows? We've been all over. I like him a lot because he looks like a friendly dad. I think he's still alive. He's still alive. He is, right? yeah. He's, uh, he's uh, working as a road agent for WWE because mm. he is just one of those wrestlers who is, he was so good. He was a consummate pro. Mm. Um, he, he was uh, in the Four Horsemen with Ric Flair mm. and the four of them with Tully Blanchard and uh, various other fourth members, but they were the sort of the core three. They, they could really, really wrestle, and mm. they're just great to watch. Yeah. They have that thing of that it looks, everything they do makes it look like they're trying to win. Yeah. They're trying to hurt someone. It's really, really good. I met Arn Anderson in 1991. Yes. Okay. I went to see WCW at Wembley Arena, their first tour, and by a total fluke, I, they, I we'd got front row seats, me and my mm. friend Russell, and we were sitting there, and I brought a sign, and it said he was doing a gimmick at the time about being a real man. <laughs> and I had, a, I had a sign, and it said, real men aren't bald on, right? <laughs> I, I held it up. And he came over and he saw it and he looked at it and he sort of looked away and then he came straight back to me and he just went, he just went, you're a little motherfucker. <laughs> I was really shocked. I was like, oh, it's like a cartoon character that's turned around and suddenly gone, hey kids, hey kids, go fuck yourself. Right? <laughs> Horrible. I was really, really upset. They, um, they, uh, both from tapped me on the shoulder for, like an American guy and he said, oh, can we, can we just take a photo of this for WCW magazine? Mm. I went, sure. And I was holding it up and I was thinking, if he finds out, that, uh, if this appears in the magazine, he's just gonna—he's gonna—he's gonna be like, right? What did I fucking say? Well, what are you doing in Hatch End on? <laughs> I've come down here on my huge wrestler salary. You believe I have? It's probably about three million pounds a year that you think I've got, and I have come here because I am going to kill you. <laughs> Funnily, the weirdest thing about it is Arn Anderson. He looks, and he's such a pro, and everyone loves him, and he mm. looks like your dad and everything. The story about him and his hotel fight with Sid Vicious is insane. Sid Vicious as in the wrestler Sid The wrestler Sid. Right, also okay, known okay. as Sid Justice in WWF. Right, okay. Um, but they had a fight in 1993, I think. Mm. It is horrific. <laughs> it's in a hotel in Blackburn. And Blackburn, Lancashire. Blackburn, Lancashire. Wow. You know that, that the Beatles song in how many, uh, what's it, the, the one that goes, how many holes does it fit to fill the Albert Hall, yeah. and they got Blackburn, Lancashire as well. Yeah. They were in Blackburn, Lancashire, and Sid Vicious and Arn Anderson put so many holes in each other with a pair of scissors. <laughs> it's so disgusting. I'm going to save that for the Sid Vicious episode, the Sid okay. Justice one, which will be WrestleMania... 13. Right. Where he's in the worst <laughs> main event of all time. And that will make us feel happier because we'll hear a story about him being stabbed. Yay! Well, let's do that then. Woo! <laughs> um, what's after that? Oh, Christ almighty. Oh, yes. Tully Blanchard. Tully Blanchard, who is uh, Arn's partner. Yes. Uh, uh, they're, they're doing really well in WWF. They're given the tag belts. They were, they didn't have a gimmick. They were mm. just great. Mm. And then Tully failed a cocaine test. And so they went uh, back to WCW, but then they wouldn't take him there because he'd failed a co cocaine test. And he pretty much disappeared after the sort of, the, in, in the middle of his heyday. It's really sad. That he was such very a, strange, such a good, I think he later became a pastor, as a lot of sort of retired wrestlers do. It's just, it's just strange that, I mean, bearing in mind that, all of the other drugs they can test for. Yeah. They don't seem quite as on it. <laughs> no. Say, I don't know. No, absolutely. <laughs> really weird. Uh, and they break up Strike Force here, which is Rick Martel and Tito Santana. Mm. And uh, this 
was a feud that seemed to go on for years and years. Rick Martel, he was always a good guy. It turned out he was a really, really good bad guy as well. Yeah. Um, you've got four guys in the ring here who are really, really talented. Yeah. I could have happily watched them do 25 minutes yeah. and get rid of everything else around it. Well, uh, Rick, Rick Martel kind of does a promo afterwards, isn't he? And he, mm. like, or, he or he talks about what just happened in the thing. And, yeah. and it, it was, I quite enjoyed that. Yeah, he, he, he comes across better than most of the people you've seen speaking. <laughs> There's a funny thing about how the, the interviews have got a lot better. People are mm. better. Even Hogan's better in this one. Yeah. It seems <laughs> like... <laughs> I mean... I mean Promo he cuts isn't quite as crazy-eyed. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. He, he can follow a train of thought that isn't just like shouting at someone in a bar. Um, <laughs> it was much... Uh, it, it has got better, but Rick Martel does mm. a really good job there. And then we get a really bad job of talking, which <laughs> is the Roddy Piper segment. It goes on for such a long time, oh. Mark. It is endless, and it's like... Flabby, just oh. flabby. You could have, you could lose ten minutes of that, and you wouldn't notice. You just really wouldn't notice. I was thinking it must be about the same length as like an episode of Inside Number Nine, <laughs> and you sit there and watch it, and nothing happens. You're building up to Roddy Piper spraying Morton Downey Jr., the talk show host, yeah. or fire extinguisher because he's smoking. It takes me that long to say it. It takes them months, ages, because they get like, through it. Because the brother, brother, love guy, he, he's wearing a. He pretends to be Roddy Piper, doesn't he, at the start? Yeah. He's got, like, a big right like red a, face. He's a southern evangelist character. Right. Who is a manager. Yes, okay. So he comes on and he um, takes the mick out of Roddy Piper. He does, like, a kind of... Like, cause he did, was it a parody of Roddy, Roddy, Roddy Piper's um, TV show, kind of his interview? Uh, yeah, he has a thing called Piper's... Pit. Again, all of this could be cut, because <laughs> you don't need it. You just no. need the Morton Downey thing, who's the big star that presumably you paid to be there. Well, he he was, like, a kind of... Um, like, a shock jock, wasn't he? He was kind of like yeah. Howard Stern before Howard Stern, There's and then Howard Stern. There's a really... Uh, good documentary on Netflix about mm. him, um, which is just, I think it's called something like Motormouth. But he had a, you know, fascinating life. Mm. He was this really interesting guy and also uh, the prototype of Jerry Springer, mm. essentially. That's right, yeah. He's so big at this point and they, you know, they use him probably quite well. They put him with Roddy Piper and Roddy Piper gets the upper hand. Great. Mm. But all this stuff with Brother Love is just, it just doesn't stop. But I don't understand why Brother Love had to be involved in that particular situation. No. It could just be happily just... It, and and they rip his um, they rip his kilt off. Yeah, and he's wearing wrestling clothes, and everyone's yeah. going, "Oh, isn't that embarrassing?" Going, everyone's wearing isn't those clothes. Why, why aren't you laughing when Dino <laughs> Bravo and Ruggy Ronnie Garvin are wearing exactly the same thing as Brother Love? <laughs> because Roddy Piper rips the kilt off, and he's got wrestling trunks on, and yeah. he, he's, he's holding his hands over it like he's new. <laughs> But you're wearing essentially the work outfit. <laughs> what? Uh, uh, it didn't make any sense. The only bit I like in the Brother Love thing is Brother Love says, well, you're Scotch, and Roddy Piper becomes the first American in history to know the difference between, between Scotch and drink Scottish. and being Scottish. <laughs> in a joke that is absolutely mystifying to the entire room. Nobody gets it. There's no reaction to it. <laughs> but Martin Downey Jr., he's, um, he's a big smoker, and he's like this. He was, I think he was part of like some kind of smoking league. Yeah. He dies of lung cancer eventually. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, and he basically complains that I had spawned a generation of kids uh, thinking it was cool to smoke a cigarette. Mm. No one thinks you're cool. No. No, no kid um, goes, God, you're cool. Stop reviewing that yourself. That 45-year-old man <laughs> with <laughs> one lung. Who looks like he stinks. <laughs> um, I mean, I mean, he he actually does a better job on the mic than Piper because he, he knows not <laughs> to keep going. Yeah. He just says less stuff and it's more yeah. effective. And, and <laughs> oh, my God. And then, just when you're finally over, they recap the fucker. <laughs> I, could, I couldn't believe it. I was so like, let, we get it. We've seen it. I've endured it. I don't want to relive it. Move on. <laughs> to, oh. to, a, to a trailer oh. for the film No Holds Barred with is Hulk Hogan. So exciting. <laughs> um, 
Are you ready for a whole new Hulk Hogan, it says, yeah. as a woman in suspenders comes over. And, and he gives her a, a kind of a comely look, doesn't he? Oh. He gives her a kind of like, oh, how's this going to turn? Absolutely vomit-inducing. Yeah, I remember my dad was a big fan of the TV show Dream On back in the 90s. Uh-huh. And it was like, it was a comedy show, but it was a bit adult in that you saw some knockers every now and again. Yeah. Um, and tits and comedy to a younger audience is just a bit... Ugh. Yeah. It's what, just a bit... I didn't need to be adult. To... What am I supposed to be feeling here? Yeah. <laughs> you know? Exactly. Oh, this is funny. Oh, <laughs> exactly, I'm <yeah>. horny. <laughs> it's weird. I've never understood why those two things got together. I remember, no. I remember Spike Milligan doing a, doing a TV show. Um, and getting his uh, knockers out. Well, there was <sighs> there was like loads of like busty babes with their boobs out on like, BBC Two or Channel or whatever it was. And it was just like... That was unnecessary. I remember my mum, uh, she wouldn't let me watch Police Academy, because uh-huh. that had boobs in it. <laughs> and I was like, how dare you, mum? You allowed me, and in fact recommended, <laughs> the uh, the Spike Milligan, very late Spike Milligan, <laughs> kind of months before he died, Spike Milligan show. Um, and check out this scene. Mm. Show me mum and me, me gran, and all those two, look, giving <laughs> each other right dirty looks. Who's responsible for this? They said I love the fact like. that you're essentially a child of dial-up internet. <laughs> And your mum was going, you are not watching Police Academy, <laughs> no, because the there things, are boobs there. The things I've seen. Go up, go up oh. to your bedroom and play with that magic box that, that takes you <laughs> onto the it. dark web. <laughs> <laughs> I will do, ma'am. Man. Uh, 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 Hulk Hogan is rip in No Holds Barred. The trailer makes no sense. No. The film itself is well worth watching. <laughs> really, though? No. No. No, it's, it, it's absolutely appalling. I, I'd say it's Hogan's second best film after Mr. Nanny. <laughs> I it, like Mr. Nanny. It I beats it Suburban good. Commando, but that is an argument that I don't care to have. Um, <laughs> it's it's not for me. Yeah, um, they, they they did like a... Weirdly, I think, um, from what I read from its Wikipedia page, um, they did a pay-per-view match mm, yeah. called No Holds Barred. They and did. And they included, for the price of the pay-per-view, a screening of the film later that year, which yeah. is fascinating. It's, it what is. What a clever thing to do, though. Like, sort of go, look... You get a film as well. <laughs> yeah. I, I remember really, really, really... You get, you get three hours of the Brother Love shot. I, I remember, actually, <laughs> I mean, I was, I was what, 13 when mm. this came out. Right. And I was just getting into wrestling, and I remember thinking... I want to see this film so badly. Yeah. And I was looking at seeing like what was on the Harrow Odeon and it would never be No Holds Barred. And you realise, in retrospect, it's just this really crappy, homemade, WWF-financed film mm. starring Hogan to try and launch him. And it's all that thing of it's tied up in pay-per-views, but they'll give a match as well to give a bit of added value. Yeah. And it, it's just appalling dog Pe- shit. But people can smell bullshit. That's the difference, isn't it? I mean, yeah. It was bad. The guy who's a wrestler, a guy called Tom Lister, um, he uh, was cast as Zeus. Mm. And he was a really big guy and he looked like a wrestler but wasn't a wrestler. And then they made him a wrestler but he wasn't a wrestler. Ah. So he really had... He'd struggled doing it. But he was, um, you know, he was the thrilling look. Robert um, Swenson was uh, another character in that film. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, from his Wikipedia, he played Bane in Batman and Robin. Oh, I, yes. I, some, I think his name was something Swen- Swenson. Jeep Swenson. Jeep Swenson. Mm. He died of heart failure at 40. Yeah. Um, and uh, Hulk Hogan, Dibby Boy Smith and James Kahn gave eulogies at his funeral, which was followed by a final measure of his biceps and cremation. Good <laughs> God! <laughs> a final measure of I've, his biceps! I've not heard that Isn't one. Isn't that magical? Good Lord! I mean, it does say citation needed, but I'd, I'd like to... <laughs> 
think that was, yeah. I like to think that's correct. Oh, good. Final. <laughs> after you get this thing, you get an embarrassment of riches. You had this terrible Morton Downey Jr. thing. You get this awful bit of no holds barred, <laughs> and then Sean Mooney does an interview with Donald Trump. Yes, um, Donald Trump gives the attendance numbers. Yes, he does. I wouldn't trust him. He, he starts doing that thing, which you've never noticed until he became president, yeah. where he just says it's fantastic, it's beautiful, fantastic, wonderful. Beautiful, yeah. He does that, and then he'll often throw in a third one that isn't related. Mm. So they go, oh, so what do you make of the attendance? And he goes, well, it's been fantastic, unbelievable, the traffic. He says, and it's just a weird <laughs> yes. thing to notice the things he does now. He was always yeah, doing. Yeah, and, and also when uh, the interviewer, I forget his name now, but he, he uh, gets his name, he stumbles on his name a little bit. Oh, and yeah. his eyes bore on the side of his doesn't head, doesn't he? It? <gasps> he? It's a really weird, horrible man thing he does, which yeah. I think is a powerful man powerful thing, move, yeah. where he refuses to let his eyes off him the entire time. Yes. He doesn't look away to look at the camera or the crowd. He's just peering at him, and you can see the interviewer slightly wilting under it. Mm. What are you doing? Yeah, very Stop rich man. Stop looking at me. <laughs> Creepy. <laughs> oh. uh, and then Jesse Ventura gets upset about um, about Hulk Hogan. Hollywood is my domain. That's <laughs> so weird. Oh. Was Hollywood his domain? Uh, well, he, he, he he's been in Predator. <laughs> <laughs> Predator was in Predator. Could you pick him out of a lineup? <laughs> if they could have got Predators to wrestle Hogan <laughs> at this WrestleMania, I'd have watched that. Yeah, definitely. It's, um, yeah, I mean, I mean, Jesse always had this big thing about I'm Mr. Hollywood because he was in Predator. Right. Uh, uh, it wasn't in a huge amount after that. <laughs> um, but again, this is the, the, the problem is Jesse Ventura was never going to wrestle again yes, due to okay. his sort of back injuries. Right. And he does the best promo in the whole thing. Mm. And you go, wouldn't it be good to see him and Hogan in the ring? Yeah. You know? Um, I mean, they, they they would have a sort of, like, rivalry later when um, Jesse tried to start a union and Hulk Hogan immediately told Vince McMahon. <laughs> and that led to Jesse sort of being fired and stopped the wrestlers being unionised. Yeah, nobody, nobody's buying tickets to that, though, are they? No, no. So that's very much a behind-the-scenes fight <laughs> that, uh, that Jesse lost. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I, I just realised a gorilla genuinely being pleased with Jesse. And then we move on to um, Hulk's promo. Mm. Um, less crazy eyes, way more yeah. kind of professionalism from Hulk it this time is, around. It uh, is. It's longer, it's better thought it out. It makes sense. Yeah. Apart from the bit, my favourite bit of this promo is where he goes, you're not a believer in the demandments, mother. <laughs> he means to say brother, <laughs> but he says the demandments, mother. <laughs> so our next teacher idea should be, yeah. you're not a believer in the demandments, mother. <laughs> it's like calling your teacher mom or dad, there's, isn't it? There's something really funny about the WrestleMania 4 one where he is off his fucking box and you go, well, I'm going to make sure, obviously we're going in a different direction. I'm going to ease back on that. I'm going to take my foot off the gas. And you get there and you go, well, now I've lost the ability to do it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wish I had. I, w I wish I was still having fun. <laughs> I wish I was still having fun. I wish I was still still party Hulk. Yeah. <laughs> a lot can happen in the next three years, like a chatbot, maybe your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. 
If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Plushcare.com slash weight loss. You're not a believer in the demand, this mother, brother. Uh, match uh, 11, Andre the Giant versus yes. Jake the Snake Roberts with Big John Studd as the referee. Oh, poor Andre. Poor Andre. Gorilla yeah. says, There's, it's cardiac arrest time when Damien the Snake is around. Looking at Andre, <laughs> any time can be cardiac arrest time. Well, Big John Studd, I found out uh, through, again, extensive Googling, mm. uh, later this year, will find a lump, a lump that will eventually kill him. Really? And it was apparently reportedly down to his human growth hormone use. Yes. It will grow things. It will grow it things. It will grow things. He, he was, uh, uh, again, one of those guys who... He was such a big star for so long. Mm. He was so such a, well, a good big man. He was yeah. a really sort of. Oh, well, I enjoyed him last time. Last time we saw him in, in WrestleMania. There's something about him. I like the fact he's not very showbiz. No, he just looks a bit like he's a genuine tough guy who's been brought along, and he's always mm. sort of a bit unsure about all the razzle dazzle. <laughs> I like looks, that. He looks like a henchman in a uh, in a film, in an yeah. like action film, something yeah. sort of thing. Or, oh, bring or, the big guy out. Yeah, or like in like Long Good Friday, Bob Hoskins would have, <laughs> you know, John Studd behind him. Yeah, exactly. And he, he'd be, uh, yeah, smoking, Rothmans. Studd is not across things. Cause no. Somebody removes the turnbuckle pad, Mark. They do, right at the they, start. They need, to, they need to sort that out. <laughs> they do. It's basically... It's a referee's job. Uh, and John, you, I know you tried, but we're very disappointed. We will not be paying you. <laughs> as a referee, mm. you check, as, as a football referee, you check the goal nets. Yeah. You go over to each goal nets, you, you wave at the keeper, you say, is the keeper on my left okay? Is the keeper on the well, Then we can begin. Has anyone ever removed a goal before the match started? <laughs> exactly. And then, and then they've sort of like scored, but you've gone, well, the goal's gone. Don't ask Jesse how many turnbooks there's supposed to be, because he doesn't know. <laughs> well, at least nine. <laughs> at least nine have to be there. Not between nine and sixteen. <laughs> oh man! And uh, this this match, uh, I feel for Andre here because they, the, the 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 room is dead. 
Yeah, um, they, that's absolutely dead. So weird, isn't it? Can't get any any atmosphere, and so it's strange. just and and and. Uh, but that said, you can kind of hear with the microphones. You can hear his shouts, mm. which makes him a bit more frightening. And I think if I'd heard that in the previous WrestleManias, I'd be more scared of Andre the Jacks. I was like, oh, he really goes like Does that. He? And I like his chops as well. I like his big old um, ah, chops. I just like him. There's a bit <laughs> where they they uh, the Million Dollar Man steals the snake, and then Jake goes and gets it, and he just throws it in the ring, mm. and Andre gets out of that ring as slowly as is humanly possible <laughs> while still looking like you're trying to move somewhere. Well, he his face does a lot of walking. Yes. His face does a lot of walking before his body actually yes. allows him to... doesn't kind it? Kind of, yeah. It's, it's like watching a granny run for a bus. <laughs> have, they've not done it in years. <laughs> they've not done it in ages, but they're going to have a go. Yeah, it's... So what it, is oh. this? I'm going faster than usual. <laughs> Although, weirdly, I'm still moving going, at the same yeah, speed as ever. Yeah. yeah, that was... Um, and it, it's just a bit... It's a bit sad to watch. Mm. You're also looking at huge stars there. I think it's, you know, it's a shame that they didn't, you know... What can you do? Well, you're working with Andre. You, you got to work with what he what he gives you, really. And then they did, um, and then they did a little crowd interview. I was like, "Who's the best?" And the bloke was going, "Jake's the best. Jake's the best." And this guy's about, well, I'd say, about at least twenty five. Yeah, probably cracking over thirty. He's got a little tash, and I sort of think. He's got to be a, of an age now, hasn't he? Yeah. He must look back at that and go, that was my one TV, that was my 15 minutes. He's sitting Me there going, Jake's the best! Jake's <laughs> the best! Jake's the best! And then he's retirement home. <laughs> Jake's the best. Jake, Jake's the best. Jake. Man. He wasn't, he wasn't the they, best. They really sort of go, let's let's take a, a, like, a view at the cheap seats and they go to the back of the thing. Mm. And the commentators are going, whoa, you're not going to see anything from there. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ, guys. That's one of the smaller rooms they've wrestled in as well. <laughs> yeah, it is. weird. I, I, I saw at Wembley Stadium, I can tell you that looked like it was fucking next, <laughs> ne- like in the in the robe in front of you. I mean, Jesus, I can't even find the words, Pete, because I feel like I've been ripped off in 1992. <laughs> oh, I want wow. my money back. And get screen. And back then, screens weren't a big thing. That's the no, thing. Not at all. So nowadays, you can sort of see everything. Everything's on screen, and also, and also wrestlers present the camera quite a lot. So yep. you can kind of know. Yeah, that must have been crap. Looking at you're just seeing ants, two ants moving slightly. Mm, you know, huge. oh god. You get a little sensational Sherry doing an interview, which is again. What was this? Because she turns up. Yep. Like she, she's not great at cutting a promo. What's she no. cutting a promo for? She's not going to do anything. No. If she was good in the ring, I'd sort of go, "Oh well, fair dues." Or if she was even in the ring, I'd go, yeah. "Well, she had to do that promo because she was in the ring later on." Yeah. She's not in the ring later on. No. This just this just sort of adds to the whole thing about this Rock and Robin Sherry thing should have been happening. <laughs> it yeah. wasn't, and and that makes me think someone pulled out. <laughs> I, I, I can't confirm that, but I mean, again, just. Uh, we could have done without that. This is already going long. Yeah. You know? And then we get, oh, God, the Hart Foundation versus Greg Valentine and Honky Tonk Man with Jimmy Hart. Hart Foundation are great. Honky Tonk and Greg Valentine are not great. <laughs> I was thinking about this. He's always been a bad guy, the Honky Tonk Man. He's dressed as Elvis. And, I mean, Elvis is, was dead by this point. Mm. I think he died in about, what, 79, 80, mm. something like that. Uh, and I was thinking, if you work it back, it's like they're being a wrestler today who's middle-aged, dressed as... Like Kurt Cobain, <laughs> yeah, and everyone when he comes out, they're going boo, <laughs> kill yourself. <laughs> really strange, really strange. That, how odd, that, sort of that, yeah. that time telescoping works. People love Elvis. Like, yeah, name someone who actually hates Elvis. The honky tonk man. The honky tonk man. Hates and, and, he, and he hates him because he's better than Elvis. Is his <laughs> basic thing. I mean, he's the only person. But the crowd are, are like, oh, here he comes, that <laughs> crappy Elvis. You know. 
<laughs> what? Well, so maybe it is like it's it's not Elvis. He's playing. He's playing. I guess he's playing an Elvis impersonator, and they're yeah. by their very nature a bit shit. So like maybe I just, there but, should be someone who's like an Adele impersonator <laughs> now, so we could sort of go can lightning strike twice? <laughs> Will this happen again? <laughs> oh, fucking Adele, Boo. Lily Allen, <laughs> Boo. Boo. we so love Lily Kate Nash. <laughs> yeah, oh. she was in uh, a wrestling fil- uh, program, wasn't she? She's been doing, she been doing glow. glow, yeah, she? yeah, yeah. Which, is, which is very good. The original glow unwatchable <laughs> uh, Jimmy Hart's back yep. I think he might be the hardest working man in these WrestleManias he seems to be involved in every last bloody scene he really does he does work very hard he's also sort of not needed in quite a lot of them. <laughs> but, um, but God bless him yeah. he, I, I, I went to a Wrestlemania once and he was the first person I saw backstage magical and he didn't even appear on the Wrestlemania <laughs> so he's he just went along for a ride 20 years later he's still there <laughs> you want me to do anything no 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 we'll, we'll be alright well I'll just hang around it. sure you do that you do that that'll I brought be, my tie that'll be brilliant yeah <laughs> <laughs> they, they oh god uh, th- there's a bit of commentary where they go, I'm really excited, do you know what's coming next? And I thought, oh, finally there. And they go, it's the Intercontinent. No! Because no. <laughs> they give away badges. They give away badges. They give away belts um, quite a lot. And I don't understand Intercontinental. They have different kind of little belts in the middle yeah. of them. And I'm like, surely there's one belt. It's like the world. If they gave away, like you know, European Cups in the middle of the World Cup. I'd be like, this isn't right. In the old days, because they used to do lots more house shows, right. which were untelevised, yeah. sort of, you know, you go and see eight matches. What they did, belts used to be really important back in the day. So they created a secondary belt, mm. which was for anyone, but it meant that you could often headline house shows. One lot could do the world title, and right. the other ones could say, we've got an intercontinental title match. Yes, okay. And it was just a way of actually sort of breaking it down. It's a business mm. decision. As years have gone on, house shows are not half as important anymore and I mean you know I mean they're negligible to be honest and the belts don't mean anything right but in the old days belts really did mean something ah. you know people were really like you must be good if you hold that belt sort of uh, thing okay right people just believed in the power of them a bit more ah. um, I like, I like uh, so so this one is um, Ultimate Warrior versus Rick Rude yeah Jesse the Body says uh, Ultimate Warrior is a lunatic yeah, and I was thinking, he will become one, Jesse. Don't you worry. He might not be one now, but he will become one. Jesse is peering into the future. Um, they do a little clip of them doing a pose down from yes. the uh, the Royal Rumble, and they. Uh, I mean, that is a perfect display of how chemicals can affect a human body, isn't it? <laughs> they are absolutely bizarre looking. Um, Rick Rude's Rick Rude's really really good in this. Again, mm. you know, he's uh, he does a great introduction. Um, they show a woman who is really genuinely like, oh my god, this guy is so lovely. Yeah. Yes, that's right. Yeah, because they they did that quite a lot with him in the last one, and they're sort of like, oh, mm. these women are really excited and stuff. And like every there was the, it was the blonde lady, wasn't it? Sort yeah, of like really looking. Yeah, really and it's and it's <laughs> that, that bizarre thing of like you know in the nineteen. 19- 80s, there probably wasn't that much stuff for women that was, like, directed towards them that was going, yeah. this is, you know, you you know, lustful, you'll enjoy this. Yeah, well, when did, like, the Lover Boys or the, um, or Chippendales. the Chippendales and stuff? I don't that? think it's far off this. I think it's uh, a couple of years after. He'd get in, he'd walk in. Rick Rude, wouldn't he? He'd bloody walk in. He'd walk in. in, he'd knock out the first one with an open-handed <laughs> slap, and then he'd do his dance, and it'd be amazing. <laughs> this is, um, he was one of the few wrestlers who could get something out of the Ultimate Warrior. Right. And uh, the other ones being sort of uh, Mr. Perfect was usually quite good with him. Mm. Randy Savage always had good stuff. Okay. Him. And as we'll see next WrestleMania, on one occasion, sort of miraculously, Hulk Hogan. But this is one of the Warriors' best matches. I mean, mm. Rude is so good in it. He's working so hard. Um, uh, they do a nice pin where Bobby Heenan holds the foot down, That's doing right, a yeah. good manager's job. Um, <laughs> and then Warrior lifts Bobby Heenan over his head, drops him, and seriously hurts him. Now, he fell very uncomfortably on this one. Yep. And I wondered whether he hurt himself because he sort of... It looks like he jars his knee, possibly leg. And I was like... 
Th- he's, an, he's an old gentleman. He yeah. did not land properly on he- that one. Heenan couldn't wrestle as much as he wanted because he had really, really bad neck issues from right. when he was an active wrestler. Okay. So he was a great manager, but he didn't really like taking bumps. With mm. Warrior, when he lifted him over his head, he basically should have given him some kind of signal that, that he's he was going it, yeah. up and then he's going to drop him down. Yeah. So Heenan can make sure he lands flat. Mm. Well, there's nothing. And so he's actually <laughs> talked about this before about Warrior just lifting him up and then really unprofessionally just tipping him over. Yeah. And so Heenan doesn't have a chance to do anything, and right. he lands really, really badly. At least he hasn't got a match coming up in a couple of <laughs> fucking minutes. <laughs> I mean, bad luck, Bobby Heenan. Oh, uh, and it's, it's um, yeah, it's only like two matches away, isn't it? I've ju- One I've, match, I've yeah. really bad. I mean, it's the second worst thing, next to Rick Rude having the warrior on his pants. Yeah. That I, I saw in the <laughs> ring that, that match, so. Yeah, uh, Rude's great, and, you know, warrior is fine in this. Heenan is still so sexy. When does Rude start to lose his physique? Because he is. Well, he never does. He never does because Uh, age and old father time never get a chance to take (laughs) it from him. He, uh, I mean, he's dead at 41, 42. Right. You know, and he was on the verge of a comeback when he died. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. The two things, having a a massive enlarged heart and being on the verge of a comeback and being in physical shape may not have been unrelated. (laughs) He could well have been uh, taking more steroids than he was taking, you know, at some points to to bulk up. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, you know, what a sad loss. He seemed like a dude yeah I, I really like him Muscle i really like dude. him one of my because uh, we go on this journey mm. and i'm sort of experiencing what i would be experiencing as an eight-year-old you know mm. watching this stuff so like i have you know i really like the junkyard dog yeah and i really like ravishing rude yeah and i really like uh the block that looks like a dad and so, <laughs> so so it's it's things like that that make me go oh I'm, yeah i really like this I, person there's a, there's a really weird thing about wrestling where it doesn't matter how old you are you can tell what's good and what's bad yeah and so the people i watch now who i like when i was when i was younger I, I i still go i like you you're you're good yeah the ones that as a kid i thought this guy's crap you watch them and you go i was absolutely right <laughs> i'm not saying we should be putting an eight-year-old in charge of a major wrestling company but it would be funny let me have a crack first that's all I'm <laughs> <saying>. <laughs> you're doing very well i think you know I, I, i'm excited to see it the, the like... rooster would not be happening on my fucking watch <laughs> <laughs> the worst fucking gimmick the dullest gimmick oh how did he get second last match it's the saddest thing this story I, really is I, <laughs> he doesn't die right i, I, mean, he's, he, I wish he bloody would I, I say that like it doesn't happen very often i mean it happens to <laughs> every third person but uh, terry taylor is the guy who, who is the red rooster right. he was basically in, in mid-south he was a young wrestler mm. people were calling him the new rick flair he okay. was fantastic he was mm. good on the mic he was handsome but what he was was a little bit smaller than Hulk Hogan. So when they brought him in, they they Owen heart they Owen hearted him. They mm. they blue blazed him. Right. They went, "You're too small. You'll never be a hit. We're going to give you this gimmick, and it'll be funny for the kids." Ah, so they made him the Red Rooster. Yeah. Oh, it, oh God. Is I mean, a when rooster, he a rooster a big when he has like... to say at one point he's talking about fighting Bobby Heenan again. Your first match as well. You're <laughs> fighting a sort of sixty five year old man, and you have to get at least six rooster puns. Oh, in and do an impression of a rooster which he oh. doesn't throw himself into he, and i wouldn't either rooster oh it, it'll be oh he goes when i when i beat you bobby heenan it'll be a great day in the barnyard and everyone will go ooh, aroo, aroo. <laughs> i mean mate mate uh, oh no no i think it's going to be good i think they're really going to treat me well <laughs> uh, what are they what are they giving you <laughs> they're giving you you're going to be a like um like a really handsome business no no no, no. no. they've um they've sent through this this fax of a chicken. <laughs> of a drawing of if I spike up the middle 
centimetre of my hair yeah, like a, and, 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 and dye they, they it red, pillar like box red. Like a coxcomb. What's a coxcomb? <laughs> if the internet existed, we could do, you know, I, we don't have it, so, but I don't know what a coxcomb is, but we're going to do <laughs> that. And, and this is going to make you rich, yeah. is it, and famous? No, 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 no. <laughs> This will literally kill my promising career stone fucking dead. Everyone talks about CM Punk uh, and, uh, who's the boss man of WWE? I can't forget his bloody name. Vince McMahon. Vince McMahon. And, and CM Punk doing like a kind of, oh, was it real, was it not real kind of mm. speech or whatever the shit it was. I don't really, I, yeah. Yeah, I half listen to these bloody interviews and I'm like, I don't know what it is. It's known and as then, the, uh, the, the pipe bomb promo. The pipe bomb promo. Uh, and then he goes back and instead of admonishing him, instead of having a big old go at, at CM Punk, mm. he goes, I smell money. Yeah. Right, this is the same person who was involved in the genesis of the rooster. Yeah. So, lightning doesn't strike twice. Pete, you've made a cardinal error here. <laughs> what you've done is you've gone, Vince McMahon was trying to make money, right? <laughs> Vince McMahon was trying to amuse himself by taking someone who everyone had said, he's so great, he's so brilliant, and him going, watch me squash this. It's madness. <laughs> it's madness. <laughs> Terry Taylor never, ever recovered. He was the Red Rooster for about a year. Right. He never, ever recovered after it. His yeah. career never got any higher than the middle because mm. this thing hung like a millstone around his neck. It is... You see the stuff when he, that he was doing in the 80s before this. Mm. He is phenomenal. Isn't, isn't it a lesson to any wrestlers... Don't sign your contract yeah. until you've seen the character. Yep. Until you've seen the fucking I, I, gimmick. I think as well, you know, the, the thing is, you know, it's it, it, the WWF was so big at that time mm. that they seemed like they could do no wrong. Yeah. And you were going to be part of it and it was going to be a mm. bit of a circus and, you know, but the reality is you'd come out of it with a lot of money. Yeah. Just didn't Absolutely happen. not Did true. Did not happen. Absolutely not true. And and someone like him, it's so sad, again, what could have been. Yeah. Uh, but this, I mean, they put him in there with a six-year-old man. He beats him <laughs> quickly and, you know... He has to. Oh, he's like, God. He, he's, he, he needs to... Um, uh, Bobby the Bren Heenan needs to run back to get himself lathered in yep. some kind of pink. <laughs> Absolutely. And then they have the Brooklyn Brawler beat up the Red Rooster. And the Brooklyn Brawler is a man who's never won a match. He's, a, <laughs> he's enhancement talent. Really? So you're beaten up by literally the worst guy on the roster <laughs> until that moment when it becomes you. I quite liked his look. Hello. Yeah. Why have we never seen this guy before? Yeah. <laughs> Enhancement talent. Yeah. <laughs> He's, um, uh, uh, he popped up on one of these Raw 25th anniversary things the other day. Still looks good. Yeah. Still good at going on. He looks good. exactly the same. Yeah. One of the few wrestlers from the 80s who's still going, alive, <laughs> able to work with WWE. <laughs> Who'd have thought it would come down to him? <laughs> that everybody else would die and he'd be the last man standing. <laughs> Amazing. Good on him. <laughs> uh, uh, we actually skipped out uh, a match. And, oh, yes, that's who, right, yeah. who could blame us? But uh, it's Bad News Brown versus Hacksaw Jim Duggan. Mm. Uh, as Bad News comes to the ring, someone reaches out to touch his head. Uh, he, he sort of he like, jumps out of he swerves. He swerves. It, it was really good. Imagine trying him. It was, I see him in walking real down life. the street. Imagine. Imagine doing it in real life. Imagine. <laughs> Oh, you would instantly turn into a gas of blood. <laughs> like, like a big cloud of blood. Why can't I see anymore? The last thing I remember is I touched Bad News Brown's head in public. And then, oh, what's this wet stuff on my chest, you know? Ah, oh, why, why can I see my own... Oh, my, he's knocked... You know, I uh, just... Uh, imagine just touching that man's head. Amazing. <laughs> that kid, I mean, that kid, uh, it's a kid, mm. he will grow up, and yep. he will be the one man who managed to land, yeah. <laughs> land or nearly land a hit on Banyan's yeah. uh, th this This match, <laughs> I mean, if you'd never actually done wrestling training, and mm. you'd only watched it a few times, yeah. and someone said, can you go out and do this match? You could go, yeah. 
no problem. And it's it's just like kick, kick, punch. You yeah. know when you used to get crappy wrestling games on the Game Boy, and when you didn't know this, any of the moves, yeah, you'd just be punching and, and kicking, just, and punching and kicking. You just keep yeah. walking over, and sometimes mm. you could win mm. just by doing the kick over and over again. Yeah, and then you step back, and then you kick, kick, kick. I mean, it's like that. It's like watching that. <laughs> and the game will go oh. for ages because you didn't know how to pin. Yeah, <laughs> it's just be like oh, endless. Yeah. Like, he's got no energy bar left. But I, I don't know how really. How this one that ends in a double DQ as well, which is like <laughs> when you'd have to keep doing it until the time that it ran out. Yeah, but I mean, this I, I think the double DQ is because it's just so boring. They just sort of like, this needs to stop. It's so bad. This is, uh, uh, matches like this make me feel a bit annoyed because I don't understand why you're not working harder. Yeah. You know, bad news But, but maybe you were told not to do anything. Well, yeah, maybe. Bad news gets his desserts in the next WrestleMania, I believe. Yes, he does, he does. He just uh, gets a racist dessert, like <laughs> emotional assault. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, uh, oh, my God, yeah. I that, mean, was, that was something, if you Google Ra Rowdy Piper and mm. WrestleMania, comes up yeah. and you cannot help but click. No, you absolutely. Can, what the fuck is going on there, absolutely. Roddy? Absolutely. The other thing I look Fucking about this, hell. The, the sad thing about it is, Bad News Brown was good, mm. and every WrestleMania match we've seen him, in has been crap mm. and he's been really poor right. and he's no better in the Roddy Piper one right. and it's not necessarily his fault mm. but there's definitely something about him that he's in a lot of bad matches and the common denominator on that is Bad News Brown yeah. Bad News Brown and Wrestlemania they go together like Roddy Piper and not blacking up at Wrestlemania 6 <laughs> Oh, such a bad mistake. You, did, you didn't black, I'd be half blacked up. Um, <laughs> <laughs> have some respect for the craft. <laughs> Miss Elizabeth looks tired oh. in this start of this match. She this, looks exhausted. This is like one of those interviews. She gives a quick interview, and it's like someone asking for a kidnapped child to be returned. <laughs> She's so doe-eyed and... Oh, my Lord. <laughs> she, is, she is good. She was unlike anyone in wrestling, and actually there's never really been anyone in wrestling like her, mm. where she was this very professional, well-spoken, mm. polite, decent, very mm. middle-class, yeah. elegant lady. She wasn't, like, badass. She wasn't kind of, like, no. uh, common. She didn't necessarily have a gimmick. She was just this kind of, like, no. angelic beauty. No, she mm. wasn't she. And, and there's never been anyone like that again. Yeah. Probably, I think, you couldn't really do that now because it would be boring. People would boo the hell out of anyone doing that. <laughs> you know, it's a very limited character. But at the time, she was seen as being the most beautiful woman in the world in wrestling. Mm. Uh, and she had a, a totally different gimmick for everyone else. Watching it, it was actually really effective. I thought, mm. you know, I, I, again, I, I'd always sort of thought of her as just being a useless manager in that she sits there and looks sad and mm. occasionally is in peril. And this, she was really sort of good. Yeah. I don't know, it felt like something I was watching from a sort of bad Oscar winner. <laughs> but, I mean, the, I mean, as a main event, uh, it was Hogan versus mm. Macho Man. Um, but she was in, like, a neutral corner. I don't know how yeah. that even works, but like, she was like... Yeah. <laughs> she just, she, her kind of thing was, I hope nobody gets hurt. Yes. So I was going, oh, you didn't watch Bobby the Brain Heenan get fucking They, they did did quite <laughs> Get they, dropped. Yeah. Oh, fuck Bobby. <laughs> uh, they do a, a funny sort of balance here, which is actually sort of quite weirdly grown up, which is they go, she, her man is Randy Savage, mm. but she's watching him turn to the dark side. Yeah. And so she's pleading for Hulk Hogan to sort of help them and pleading mm. to Randy to listen to reason. And again, it's sort of quite complex. <laughs> it's, I mean, it's essentially the plot of The Last Jedi. Uh, <laughs> which was uh, um, written and performed, if I may say, much more proficiently by three people, two of whom won Starrett. Um, <laughs> in 1989. Uh, but they, 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 she does do a really nice job. She actually adds that, that good frisk on there, because there is sort of this thing about 
it's bigger than just these two men with a grudge. Mm. There's also a woman caught at the heart of it. Mm. I thought it was really nice. Yeah. You know, and they steer away from sort of going, and if Hogan wins, he gets to marry her. <laughs> you know, which would make it hokey and terrible. And let me tell you, they still do fucking matches like that these days. Um, <laughs> it's a good match. I mean, yeah. it's, it's actually probably so far, up to this date, it's Hogan's best best WrestleMania match. Right, okay. He's really good. I mean, Savage is just a great opponent for him. But, but Savage has kind of given so much to good WrestleMania matches, it Hasn't seems. He? Like, yeah. he just does everything properly. It, and he really does. He makes people look really good. He, he's got, he just looks like he's doing it in reality. Mm. There used to be this big thing in wrestling where people sort of suspected, and uh, it, certainly mm. looking sort of pre-1980s, people believed that wrestling might be fake mm. in some way, but they always thought, but the one thing that isn't is the main event. The main yeah, event okay. has to be real because it's for the belt. And it, it, it's a funny thing in this, you sort of go, God, they ramped up the intensity, mm. and it just looks a different class from everything you've mm. seen before. Randy Savage really looks like he's trying to A, win, and B, kill Hulk Hogan. Great. <laughs> and and he does such a good job at it. He's fast, he's he's just looks demented. <laughs> and it's, uh, uh, you know, you, you can't say enough of him. I've always sort of started taking Randy Savage for granted, but it's watching this back, I've gone, mm. he's really, really good. And he's really good in this match, mm. you know. It, it, it's a shame for him he has a year with the belt where everything is, you know, Beautiful, yeah. Uh, and then you lose, and then he becomes the big bad guy. Yeah. So he's still working money. Problem is, as a bad guy, you're working a lot harder, but because you're taking all the bumps, people like Hulk Hogan who aren't going to be doing all of the stuff that you do. Right. But he's. I, I just thought he was great. Mm. Yeah, really I, enjoyed, I enjoyed this final match because it, it's one of the things where um, in the last WrestleMania, it, it there was some stinkers. Yeah. And the main event was a bit of a stinker, but yeah. like, this one it actually lived up his billing a little bit. But it then, did. But then I knew I was. But then knowing what you know, I've, you've told me and what I've seen previously, I knew Macho Man Randy Savage would do a good do a good job. Yeah, it's funny, isn't it? I, I, as a kid, I preferred Hogan. I'd watch mm. this and go, "This is great." And I think that Savage was not very good. I don't oh. know. I don't, you know I'm, I'm sort of contradicting myself about you know who's good when you're young and yeah, yeah, you know yeah. who's not. But uh, th th watching him now. I, I just think he's brilliant. Mm. It must be funny when you're Andy Savage, when you watch yourself not being number one anymore, and then you watch the match back and go, but I'm loads better than the other guy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I don't understand I'm making it. him look good. How much money have I just put in that man's pocket because I'm making him look good? Yeah. yeah it's you, crazy. I, 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 it really is. And everyone's going, isn't Hogan good? Yeah. And you go, well, do you know, mate, I could have done that with a mop. <laughs> <laughs> you know? it's uh, He's really good. It ends with Hulk Hogan thanking the man upstairs, um, <laughs> which is, I thought, like the roof of the Trump City Plaza funny place to have a steroid <laughs> lab. <laughs> yes. Zing! Zing! Proper joke! Take that! Proper joke! His hair's gone by this point, isn't it? Oh, yeah. It's like, mm. not even... Try Does it come back? Does anything happen? Oh, um, let me tell you what happens. The bandana years. <laughs> yeah. He begins wearing bandanas all I the time. Right, because he's got a bandana Do in the film. Do rags. Yeah. It, it, that... Who had the rest... Hulk Hogan had a restaurant. Yeah. And he wouldn't allow people with door rags on his head, <laughs> on their heads. And it was like... A, and you're not allowed to wear um, jeans around your ankles. It was basically an yes. anti-black thing. Yeah, he did it was yeah. kind of like... Anti-gang culture, I yeah. think he coached it. Yeah. Well, it's not like Hulk Hogan's ever said anything that could be construed as being racist. I know, right? Man. Very strange. Very strange. A, the other funny thing about this is uh, <laughs> Randy Savage and the Hall of Fame. Right. So Randy Savage... Basically, he leaves WWE in about 1993 mm. to go to WCW. And Vince McMahon is famous for falling out with people, mm. but ultimately patching things up so they can all make money again. Yeah. So Bret Hart has a fist fight with uh, Vince McMahon over being screwed out of the belt and goes to WCW. Yeah. Well, 
Vince eventually brings him back. Mm. Hulk Hogan, he leaves, he runs the other company, they make millions, they try and put WWF out of business, he brings him back, they make money. Mm. Randy Savage leaves to go to WCW, and Vince McMahon never, ever speaks to him again. He never brings him back. Amazing. He nixes everything. Mm. So there's a, a, a just a, a thing from a guy called John Laurinaitis, who was on air at one point, but used to be the sort of um, in charge of talent. Mm. And he did an interview where he said, I actually brought up doing a Macho Man Randy Savage DVD. Yeah. He said, and Vince just goes funny. He said he just looks into the distance and then just doesn't mention it, and he's off. So there's always been this thing about why, out of every single person, that Vince McMahon fell out with. Mm. Why was Randy Savage the only one that he never, ever made it up with? There's lots of different rumours about why it was. Can I speculate that's something to do with Miss Elizabeth? <laughs> You're not a million miles away. Is that right? What officially happens, WCW, uh, Randy Savage is a colour commentator. He wants to wrestle more when he's at his tail end of his WWF career in about right. 92. He's getting older, and Vince McMahon is like, we need to make new stars and mm. things, so why don't you do colour commentary? It won't surprise you to hear that Randy Savage is one of the worst common commentators of all time, but they keep him on for about a year, and he's unlistenable. Uh, <laughs> he says, I want to wrestle more. I want mm. to wrestle like Shawn Michaels and stuff, but they, they don't really sort of go to him, yes, you can get back on the road. So he ends up jumping to WCW, where Hogan has gone, and he gets a lot of money for doing so. Mm. And he becomes, you know, he has a lot of wrestling, he has a long career. Do they, do they, sort, of do they sort of have Hulk and him, like, back as a kind of... Yeah, like, they know? work as a team, they, they fight each other. Mm. Randy Savage is fighting all the people he's never fought, like mm. Sting and Lex Luger and stuff right. and so he's still very much a he, he's a lower A-level star yeah. an A-minus he's still a huge star mm. uh, he's usually fighting people who are slightly bigger than him just right. like he was here so he leaves and there's been a couple of things that, that Vince McMahon apparently never forgave him because he said they'd done a handshake deal and Savage then left mm. there was uh, Savage at the time in the, in the uh, early 90s had been a spokesman for Slim Jim which is a <laughs> beef jerky That's snack. right, yes, I think I've seen an advert with him. Do a Slim Jim, yeah. Can't do the impression anymore. <laughs> and, uh, there, was, there was some rumours that because he'd left for WCW, Slim Jim took away their sponsorship and advertising money from WWE to take oh, it WCW. Okay, right. So those are some of the things that people have said are, are <laughs> you know, possibles. But they've mm. said people have cost Vince McMahon far more, more money, money than yeah. that. And yeah. people have done far more things. Hogan was far more instrumental in trying to put WWE out of business by working at WCW mm. than Randy Savage ever was. Mm. So people just don't know what the reason behind it is. I'd like to think it's Slim Jims. Are they salty? Oh, yeah! <laughs> There's a thing they keep coming back to, and it's a rumour that has spread over the last few years. Right. So I'm not going to go into what the rumour is. It's very easy to search for it. Yes, OK. It's, but it's, it's the thing that people say, this is the reason that Savage and McMahon were never able to come together. Right. So he was only Hall of Famed after his death. Okay. I am going to listen to this back <laughs> very, very carefully. <laughs> <laughs> and I am going to take bits out and maybe even put noises over <laughs> to make sure we are absolutely bloody sure... But, but we're covered. Yeah, if not watertight, slim, you couldn't fit a Slim Jim in between <laughs> the words. The important thing is, th th let's not let this cloud WrestleMania 5 for yeah. us. I the mean, who are we accusing of the impropriety here? Is it Macho Man Randy Savage, who's dead, can't mm -hmm. libel the dead, or is it Vince McMahon? Uh, it's de definitely, definitely the former. Macho it's definitely the former. Yeah, definitely, definitely Macho, Macho Man. Macho Man Randy Savage. You know that guy with the fucking hat and the Slim Jims? Yeah, that guy. Don't care. I don't, he's done it all. He's done everything. <laughs> he's done anything <laughs> and everything, yeah. and it's disgraceful. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> oh yeah! Oh, God, somehow he's back. The, the, the slander was so great. He came back to life. Oh my lord! Wow. Um, well, before we get inducted into the um, uh, lawyer-related Hall of Fame, we just get out of here. It was the. Biggest lawsuit <laughs> defamation payout in legal history. The Royal Courts of Justice ain't yeah. ne- seen nothing. Nothing of this. <laughs> Lord Tug and Hattle, whatever his fucking name is, will get involved. Um, yeah, if you want to get in touch with the show, as always, it's show at wrestlemepod.com. Uh, rate, subscribe, review us on uh, iTunes or however you get your pods. Just get involved, guys. Tell your friends. Yeah. Tell your friends. Tell your friends. Tell your friends. Tell your friends. And then fall out with them and main event uh, against them at <laughs> WrestleMania. <laughs> That's the lesson we've learned. Yeah, and and do uh, go on the site and buy some merch. Uh, body glove, uh, the body glove t-shirt. Body glove t-shirt. Uh, the the the, um, <laughs> the illegal hooky version of that uh, poster we were talking about yep. last time out. And my I heart the Royal Courts of Justice, Lords t- Lord Tug and Hat. <laughs> um, that's a wholesaler suit, <laughs> and it's saucy, it's fun, and it's deeply illegal. Yeah, and very respectful of the great man himself. Yeah, who will not be suing us in the future. Uh, right, we'll be back next week with more WrestleMania! Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.